0: You sure appreciate that. So we can acknowledge you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I don't see her in here right now. I think she just stepped out for a second. But I do want to just say this morning, I, before we start the message, that, you know, we teach Hear about relationships to sweat together, laugh together, cry together, dream together. But one of the things we don't we talk about in our teaching is that crying you can't create it; you just can't run from it. And uh, this past Thursday, and and uh, many of you know Josh and Victoria Canfield, uh, dear friends, they started as eighteen-year-old GCU students and left here with three babies and a and full-grown and. Moved to Las Vegas at 20, mid-20s, and we loved them to death. But on Thursday night, Josh's mom was killed tragically on the way to Mexico. And so Victoria's here today. If you see her, just give her a hug. You don't have to say anything. Just let her, those who know her, just let her know we're there. We don't have answers. We don't know why. We don't know how it all and how all that works in God's scheme of, of a great plan and His, his sovereignty. But we do know he holds us in these times, and he uses people like us to just be there. So if you see Victoria this morning, just, uh, yeah, let her know we're there as a church. And uh, let me pray for us as we continue this morning. Lord, help us right now. Uh, Help my voice. (laughs) Uh, Help us, Lord, to uh, be open to what your spirit says to us. We've already been Moved by the worship, Lord, listening and singing and speaking truth, uh, saying it out loud. So, Lord, help us now as we work through uh, what you have for the future. And, Lord, I just uh, am so thankful that we're a part of a church who's open to not only uh, where we've been, where we are, but where we could be. And, Lord, I just pray that you'd help us right now to to to, to be able to look at that in a whole new way. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I am struggling a little bit here this morning. I think it's a sinus infection. You know, my sinuses, I've got an interesting set of sinuses. That's what, if it's a sign. If I go snorkeling, and this is a fact, if I go snorkeling in salt water, for some reason, three hours later, I'll be sitting at dinner, and all of a sudden, their salt water just comes running out of my nose down to my chest. And so I don't know what's going on. here. I have been snorkeling recently, uh, but I will say this: I'm trying to work through it. So, to hang in there with me, and I hope the microphone helps amplify my uh, weak voice here this morning. But hopefully, the words are not weak. Hopefully, they're strong and uh, will be helpful to where we're headed. You know, a few weeks ago, I had uh, been here. On, I was here on a Friday afternoon trying to finish my message up, and. And I've been wearing my readers. My readers, I don't always have to wear them, but some days it just is worse than the other. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but some days I get up and I have to I have to use them a little more. And so did that. I was headed home about sunset and maybe a little before sunset. And I'm driving along and at this point thinking I have my shades on, which I like wearing my shades, okay? So I thought I had these... Cool looking shades on my Oakley's. Thank you to the family in here who gave me Oakley's. I would have never bought them myself, but I sure like them. Okay, thank you for because I usually break them too fast. Uh, and I'm going along, and I, one of the things my sight has always been good at is seeing things in the distance. I can read things from a long ways off, I can see things, just always been that. And I'm driving along, and man, everything's blurry out there. It's just blurry. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you, you go back to even leadership. You know, leaders, you don't like leaders who have a blurry, distant vision. You know, you, But I'm, I'm, I'm taking that a little too far here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going, man, I really am tired. I really am tired, man, for my vision to be looking way out there and it just be blurry. This is a little spooky. Then it dawned on me. I didn't have my shades on. I still have my readers on. Often situations in life depends on what lens you're looking through, right? We all have our own lens. We have our story. We have our narrative that we say over and over. We have that. We have those things that we, if we don't know that we have the wrong lens on, it can be very difficult to interpret what you're looking at. For me, these are my dad's binoculars. I love these binoculars. I don't use them often, but my dad, they were bought at Wards, okay. Anybody know where anybody in here know what wards, okay? My dad, that's how old these are. They're in the 60s, maybe 50s. Every vacation we went on, my dad took these binoculars. He loved looking through these binoculars. whoa sorry about that. You may need that later. I don't know. Uh uh, uh Josh, I think it's yours, Josh. Uh but my dad, we, whether we were going, it didn't matter where we were going, going to a baseball game at the Astrodome or whatever, my dad would have his binoculars out. And so when he passed away, that's one of the things I got was my dad's binoculars. Because one of the things great about binoculars is it brings things far away up close. And as a leader, one of the most difficult things to do many times as a leader, because I have all of us in here have different lenses, even how we see renovation. For instance, if you've been here one year, let's say less than a year, you may look at renovation and go, man, this is awesome. I'm sure that's what you're thinking, right? You're still here. But you're thinking, man, I love this church. The things that are happening here, I I was looking for them elsewhere, but I found them here. Man, this is awesome. I can't think of a thing we would change if we were gonna change it. You may have been here 40 years at this church. Built more, now renovation. You may be looking and going, man, alive! I never thought we could be back where we had this many people in the room." I am so happy where we are. Man, let's don't change anything. But one of the responsibilities of the leader in my office, in my position, in my set, is to always be looking out and trying to figure out how to bring what's out there closer. And then try to articulate what I'm seeing. That's my role here. It's my role as a father, I think, and as a husband. It's continually evaluating, continue to look through the lens as a dad, not as, I've, I've told parents all over and over, you don't want to be your best friend of your kids. That may be the end product, that may be the byproduct, but the problem is when you're the best friend of your child first, you'll make bad decisions for your family. You just will. But as a leader, you've got to continue to look and say, what do we need to change? What do we need to look? But, what do we, I, I need to understand my position in my family, even though I may end up being best friends of my kids and I hope. We are great friends with all four of them. So I come to you today wanting to talk to you and we'll talk to you a little bit about what I see. About what our leadership team sees. Staff, board. There's a couple of things we will camp on this morning. But before we do, I just want to make sure you understand is we as Renovation Church have a mission we have a vision, and we have values. We spent the last three months going through our values, transformation, community, mercy. You may not have known it, but we were. We were going through those. But transformation, community, mercy. If you want to know what we're about, go listen to the last three months worth of messages. I think, you know, that, that, that will help you a little bit. But our mission statement, live by faith, be known by love, to be a voice of hope. Live by faith. That's not just faith, but faithful. Known by love, agape love, be a voice of hope. Do you think we need a voice of hope in our culture today? (laughs) I I, I think it wouldn't take much to live through this past week or the last many, 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 many weeks to know that that's something that's, that's needed desperately in our culture. Our vision statement is to raise up influencers through spiritual transformation to be salt and light where they're engaged, where we're engaged and influential. To be salt and light where we're engaged and influential. Now we often, and sometimes you may get tired of hearing that statement, and you may get tired of going engaged and influential. This is something we don't camp out on much, but I bring up often. Because I believe that's where We understand as I look back through scripture, where we're engaged and influential, it doesn't say anything about what building we have or what address we've got. It doesn't say what cool music. It doesn't say anything about that. It says who I am, where I'm headed. That's what we're about. Wherever my foot sets down, because when I read scripture, and we know it's changed over the last hundreds of years, but when I read scripture, and especially the early church, it wasn't about buildings. It wasn't about come and listen to our cool worship and we've got this cool outreach. No. The early church was about go and tell. Whoever, what did they do? We talked about it last week with Andrew. Who was the first one he told? Somebody he knew, where he was engaged and hopefully influential. And I think we are moving into an age when you start looking at. I was watching Franklin Graham the other night on one, of the, on one of the news channels talking about right now about 35% of America claims to be, professes to be Christian. He says he thinks that's too high. He just says he thinks they're associated. They're just not really living it out. That's Franklin. You do what you wish. So we are moving to an age much like the Church of Acts. Where just inviting somebody to church and letting the pastor lead them to Jesus may not be enough. Because the early church, the, what they, it was the testimony of their life. It was them going and telling and, them people, and then people that they were engaged and influential with seeing their life and going, what is going on here? So when we repeat over and over and over, for us, the reason why we've stayed so hard on trying to raise up a church where, where we send you, where you're engaged and influential is because as I look into the future, that is the wave. That is the way that we will most impact is the testimony of your life and what God has done in your life. Not what he's done in the pastor's life. Not how cool a music it is, and we've got cool music. But it's you living into the fullest potential God has for you. Now, we know we still live in an era where buildings matter, location does matter. But you can have cool buildings and location and people not be transformed. I would much rather have no building. No significant location, but lives being transformed. And I think most of us in here would agree with that. Not just my idea, oh, Kirk came up with a brilliant idea. No, I think we most all would say, that's what we're really after. That's what our hope is. So a Renovation Church, that's our vision. As we look through the lens, far out and up close, what would it look like if everything was functioning well? If, this, if we were really living into our mission statement, what would it look like? Well, I'll tell you what it would look like. We'd be raising up influencers through spiritual transformation that are salt in life where they're engaged and influential. That's what it would look like. And the values just give us guardrails to keep us between the ditches, to make sure we're going the right way. We can always look and go, okay, we're doing this or that. So with that said... What are we looking at right now? Is leadership team, is Pastor Kurt? When you look through these things, what are you seeing? What lens are you looking at? Well, I believe there's two things right now specifically, and always there's a lot of things that need to be happening. But there's two specific things that I think are distinctive even to Renovation Church that we need to be looking at and leaning into like we've never leaned into. Because renovation, even our logo, I don't know if we have, I know we've got it there, maybe you can just leave it right there, I don't know if we have a bigger logo. But when we look at Renovation Church, part of the thing that we look at here is that when people drive by our campus, the thing they see first obviously is our nice green grass. Do y'all like our green grass? I really do. I really like our green grass, uh, you know, and, and because it makes, it, it takes your eye off the water stains on the front of the building. That's the reason why I like it the most, right? Just avoid, don't look over there. Don't look at this. I'm going to put your eyes over here. We're going to deal with that too. Well, We've done pavers out there. It looks different. Over the, we've got now the, the lights in the grass, you know, that's how, you know, instead of poles you know, rusting out and flopping over. We've done some work on the front, Right? Inside, pretty nice, I think. But that alone is not going to draw people in here. And, you know, even when you look at our logo, I don't know if we have our logo. We'll just leave, leave our logo right there. We'll just leave that sign up. By the way, it needs to be painted. It's, the sprayer's got a hold of it too much. By the way, that's the other thing there. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking way too much. Things are going through my head that are coming out of my mouth. I need to stop here. Okay. Anybody that knows me knows I'm walking around like this all the time and drive myself crazy and I drive anybody that's associated with me crazy, okay? But our logo is intentional. You know, we've talked about it and Brandon and I've talked about it, We've talked about it with different people. Almost everything we've done here has a why behind it. If you want to know, okay, what how did you end up with that? Well, I probably we've probably got a why. Because we spend a lot of time thinking through it. Now, doesn't mean as the time changes, you don't need to change what you're looking at. It mattered then; may not matter now, but it mattered then. But the reason why I don't think this has changed is our logo is a construction sign uh, close to the yellow. Maybe now depends on where you are. Sometimes they're orange; sometimes they're yellow. We went with yellow. So the reason why one of our our big colors here is the yellow is is the is the is the construction sign. It's the color. But the reason why that logo is broken, it's a construction sign that's broken. It is to imply that we as a church are broken for what what's, breaks God's heart. But what's going on in this world, we should be broken for that and we come to the table broken. So it has two meanings. We come to the table broken and we admit it. And we are located here. We're put here for a world that is broken. And we're in with you. But if you look real close, I know we've had the other one. You can't tell quite as much there because that's kind of 3D. There's a cross in the middle of all that broken pieces. Because we believe the answer for you and your brokenness and for the answer for the world and their brokenness or our brokenness, a better way to say not their, our brokenness. The bridge is the cross. It is the bridge. So when people look at Renovation Church, what do we bring to the table? There's a lot of great churches around us, right? I mean, I can name off, you know, half a dozen just real close that are just awesome churches. So why why do we even need to be here? because there's awesome churches other places, right? But we believe we have a vision and a mission that calls us to be here. Most likely, if you looked at Renovation Church, I mean, we've got four and a half acres here. Just to be forthright with you, we're part of the Church of the Nazarene. I'm not just being forthright about that, but that's, many of you know that's, the, the, we already know that, but it's probably one of the most expensive pieces of properties per acre in the Church of the Nazarene, anywhere in the world, besides Point Loma Nazarene University, which nobody can compete with that, right? Where you're on the cliffs of, of the Pacific Ocean, you can't quite compete with that. We were not in competition anyway, but. You would probably not, if you had the money that this property's probably worth, you most likely would not build here. The density, I mean, people, most people got a half acre acre. <laughs> Often not, you know, families, small families with teenagers, even. And that's something we're missing right now, I'll be honest with you. You probably wouldn't build a sanctuary like this. You'd build a cave like most new churches are where the acoustics are way better. God bless Josiah and Dylan and all that try to help us get there, right? You probably wouldn't build a children's building that way. And you might not even build a gymnasium. But guess what? Somebody didn't give us $10 million and tell us, hey, go build wherever you want to. This is where we are. Now, God will do whatever he does with this property, but I'll say this, this is where we are. We've been planted here. This is what we have. So, how do we best lean into that? With a uniqueness, with a uniqueness that we bring to the table. There's two distinct things I want to mention this morning about our uniqueness. One of them is something called uncommon. Uncommon is something that the Lord has put on my heart many years ago to begin to write. And I can tell you right now, the reason I can say it's distinctive to us, unique to us, is because I can guarantee it's not anywhere else, because we've been writing it for a decade or longer, longer than a decade. Oh, sure, you can, and I'm not saying sure, I don't mean it in minimizing ways, you can find a class, you can talk about Enneagram, or you can talk about, you know, the spiritual gifts, you can talk about strength finders, you can talk about a lot of different things in it, but uncommon is unique to us. Now, many of you in here have no idea what I'm talking about. It's okay. We're going to get there. But it is a training. I don't know if we have the five C's up there or not. Uh, I don't know if we had that. And, 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 and we're working on that, too. By the way, we're getting better at a lot of stuff, but this is the one I've got right now, okay? But the five C's basically is, and, and, and again, I don't wanna, I'm not going to camp out on this this morning, but if you'll move your eyes over to convinced and convicted and compelled uncommon really begins to approach those people. It's those people who say, okay, I'm convinced that Christ is who he says he is. He is that. But they begin to move to the convicted going, but where I am right now, not acceptable. Not in a condemning way, in a convicting way. Going, God has more. He has more for me. He has more for my family. He has more for my marriage. He has more for my community. And I need to live into the fullness of what that is. And you begin to, there's a stirring and an awakening, but you don't maybe know what to do with it. You just know something is awakening in you. I've, I've experienced it personally. I continue to experience it. I've experienced it all my all my, uh, my, my spiritual life of God stirring me and awakening me to something. And I begin to ask, Lord, what are you doing? And the last one is, and that part of it is engaged. Then you begin to lean into it. You begin to take steps to address that. One common begins to do all those, become focused and intentional and wholly discontent. Not on my watch. I won't even get into all that right now because it's way more information than you need, except to say this. 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 22 is a scripture that we launch off of. That in a large house, there are articles not of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, uncommon, and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. There are a few reasons why something becomes valuable. First, something is simply irreplaceable. You lose someone, we have already prayed about that this morning and and thinking of the Canfields. But we all know there's things I can never replace, that's so valuable, I could never replace that. Another one is that it's rare. And the other one is, is it useful? Have you ever had anything that you go, oh that's rare? But I don't know what use it is to me. So when God begins to make us not only irreplaceable in many ways and rare, but useful to the kingdom, useful as an instrument. Think about this, an instrument in the toolbox of God. If God had a toolbox and he could look and go, I need a Mary right there. And he could reach in there and grab your heart and stick a Mary right there. And we were open to it, he'd do it as an instrument of righteousness in God's toolbox, made holy, useful to the master. We believe uncommon helps us step towards that more. And inside of uncommon, our whole hope behind the uncommon ultimately is that you'll be more Christ-like, number one. Not that you'll go, oh, I've got... Six ministries I need to do at Renovation Church, so I'll go do you know they've got they figured out how to my my gift mix and all this, which are all great, and we will talk about that and we will do that. But if the end goal of what we're training here is not Christ-likeness, then we miss the point. Because I can send you to a lot of other places to get some of those things worked out. But we're here for a reason, and that reason is to point people to Jesus, and then once they know Jesus. Point them to the fullness of what he, had in plan, what he had in mind for them from the get-go. That radical optimism we talk about. To have a salvation that runs more than hot or cold or makes us feel guilty most of the time or just barely gets us into heaven. But a salvation that takes us back to our primitive health, takes us back to the place we were designed to be in the first place, what we were created to be in the first place, we believe uncommon helps us reach that. It has other reasons and other things behind it, but we believe part of, the, part of the thing that Uncommon does kind of gives you some guidepost moving forward, kind of like, you know, or guide our signs along the road going, oh, now I understand that. I understand what my spiritual gifts are. Now I may lean into that more. Now I understand what my holy discontent is. One of my holy discontents, and many of you know me, have known it for 20-something years, is the lack of great influencers in our culture. All you had to do was listen to maybe to the, The elections this week or over the last several months ago. We need greater influencers. That's impersonal to anybody individually. I'm just saying, where where did everybody go? (laughs) Why shouldn't the church be producing, lack of a better way to say it, those great influencers? Why shouldn't we have some say-so in that? The greatest impact going forward, I guarantee you, will not be climate change or or all the other things, and I'm not you know, I'm not getting into the science, I'm not even having an opinion on that right this minute. What I am saying is the greatest impact on the future will be the void of great influencers. We can influence in all kinds of ways. What uncommon does is help you figure that out. Gives discovery and clarity. We're going to be launching that again in January, January 22nd through March 5th. It's going to be streamlined, five weeks, or excuse me, seven weeks. We're rewriting it in many ways. Not not the whole, not the not the steps, but I'm trying to we're trying to streamline it. We're streamlining the devotionals. We've put a lot of effort into this over the years. <clears throat> And some, sometimes I, some people have asked me, you think you're about finished with it? I said, well, probably about 70, 75% finished, because I think it'll always be in, more, in, in fluid. It will always be improving it, but right now it's good enough to launch. Sure, it'll cost you something. It'll cost you time. It'll cost you inconvenience. We're trying to figure out how we would do it, probably early Sunday afternoon. Everybody's kind of already around. We'll figure all that. I'll let you know more about it. But January. Because two of the passions I have is raising up influencers and helping dying and dysfunctional churches either die or figure out how to come back to life. I hope in my future, there's more of both of those. We all know this. When you get into ministry sometimes, the very thing that you're called to do, which is help people. I mean, if you wanted to ask, what's the measurables here at Renovation Church? Are broken people being healed? (laughs) I mean, it's not how many it attends here. Are people being discipled and becoming disciplers? Those are questions we need to ask. And we think we've got some pieces that help us get there. I asked this morning the team that there was about 15 to 20 in the uh, The group, it wasn't a y'all come. These are people who've previously done Uncommon who are open to helping us do some guiding and some different things with it. So I met with them this morning. I said, give me one quick descript of what you think Uncommon is. And here are some of the words. It takes you deeper. It gives you mission, vision, values for your own life. And you understand renovations better, but it gives it for you. It clarifies it. It gives tools of the faith. Now all of a sudden now I have tangible things to begin to put into play, begin to work with get unstuck challenges you to change oh knowing yourself to know your path I believe this knowing yourself and I know you can go secular with this and people go just find yourself and you'll do good you know that the new age thought behind that just say this real quick Find yourself, find your inner self. Of course, scripture tells you find your inner self and crucify it. That's actually what we do in is you know go to the cross. And I know that sounds pretty graphic, but that's literally what you know, die to self. Die to the self-centered self. You may find self, but die to it. And that's part of what we teach in here in walk in front. That's a whole different conversation. I won't get up. Motivation, and the last one is empowerment put it on your radar, begin to think about it, begin to pray about it. That you, one of the distinctions of Renovation Church is uncommon. It helps us fulfill the vision. It is not the vision. It is a path to the vision. It is one path. It's not an end-all, be-all for your discipleship. But it can be pretty significant if you lean into it. And it could help possibly not only change the trajectory of your life, but your family's life and your marriage life. I'm just telling you. Second thing that I think is distinctive about us here at Renovation Church is our gymnasium. You go, man, those are two different. Not necessarily, they're both bridges. The vision will never be here at Renovation. Let's do everything in the gym and let's make that the focus. But that gym is a bridge to the vision. You've got some pictures, of we have any pictures from the gym, if you don't know what it is, that's the exterior. We've got the cool-looking vines on, how do you like that? Yeah, we planted those like 10 years ago, and they took over, okay, but that's okay. And actually, there's some windows in there that no longer can, you can see out of. That's beside the point. Okay, we need to get on top of that. Is there, I don't think we have any other pictures, do we? Or do we have some more from last week, maybe? And there you go. Last week, dinner on the grounds, IG groups over here to the left, dinner on the grounds, That is part of the DNA of Renovation Church. That's just not a little offshoot, hey, let's do a little cute little thing over here. That is who we are, okay? Now, if we replicated ourselves somewhere someday, we'd have to figure out how you could do any of those things. But I will tell you right now, as long as we're on, you know, as long as the Lord blessed us with this campus and that gymnasium, we are going to be using that for these type things. But we can't use it year-round, can we? So, the very DNA of who we are can't be lived out year round. Kind of a bummer. There's so many things we could be doing in that gymnasium, not counting summer camps, but because we do not have an AC and heat in that building, we cannot. But let me take you even a step back. People drive on this campus. They see the front of the building, grass looks good, thank goodness. We've done some improvements on the front. But the most visited place on our campus every week is that gymnasium. By far, not even close, not even kinda close. And if it was fully functioning 12 months out of the year, It'd be unbelievable how many people that don't know us or don't know Jesus would be on our campus. They're not going to walk in this room and go, man, y'all did a good job renovating this facility. This is modern because outside it doesn't look so modern, right? You're sure not going to be impressed by the children's building because they're not going in there. The only place they're going on this campus, for the most part, is that gymnasium. Now, let me ask you a question. And I don't mean this in a... Well, at least let me ask the question. If you came on this campus regularly, and you had to form an opinion of the rest of the campus and the rest of the church by walking in that gymnasium, what do you think your impression of the rest of everything going on here would be? They're hanging on, like they were before, just hanging on. Probably our biggest billboard, if you will, because one of the things in this is you, this folder you got today that we're asking, we're going to be asking you to help us with, is something called branding. And for some of you, I just want to tell you up front marketing. Some of you kind of go, well, church wise, I don't think we need to be doing that at all. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. To become known, to make him known. To become known, to make him known. Clarify who you are. That gymnasium is our biggest billboard, massive billboard. In a way to brand that where people know what's going on not only with us here, but maybe who we part of around the world in the Church of the Nazarene. You know, we're in 165 world areas. I think, I think some people might go on a touchscreen and go, boom. I didn't know anything about Swaziland. Look what the church, they've got hospitals. They've got, I'm a part, this church, by giving money to this rent in this gym, if that's what they do, because not everybody, like, uh, I'm, I'm supporting Hospitals in New Zealand. I'm a part of something. Wow! Some of you may be enlightened that you go. I'm a part of that. That many universities, that many clinics, that many child uh, 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 child help areas. Not child help as in what 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 we do here, but helping kids. We're a part of that. That big story, that big narrative. All the way up to them knowing that we're helping the veterans. And they could be a part of that. Maybe we just have some green bags sitting back there. They could be a part of the ministry too. But we have to tell our story much better. That gymnasium is an awesome place for that story to be told. It is the place that we have the most people who are not only a part of us, but they may not even be part of following after Jesus. And that gym is the biggest bridge, I believe, for us. Our leadership team believes that, our, our, our pastors and our, and our board. And we believe now, right now, is the time to begin to step into that. And there's various reasons for that. Let me explain it real quick. One of them, I'll just say, it's, a, it's, an, ex, it's an expense thing. If we continue to wait, we had hoped all along. We had a gift given many years ago, uh, quite a few years ago, when we even mentioned on a prayer request about the gym HVAC. And we thought along the way, hopefully we could, out of tithes and offerings, we could offset that rest of that cost. That never happened, then COVID came along. So now it's up about 50 to 60%, maybe more, then then. That's part of the reason we are coming to you right now asking. But I'm gonna ask you if you would to take out your, your folder. I appreciate the work that was done here by Adrian and Brandon and putting this together and, and and helping us get there. But you see, there's all kinds of ways. That we, this is just a short list, and someone, someone may ask the question well, well Pastor Kurt, what's the, how will we fully utilize it if we have an HVAC? I don't know the answer to all that. And of course, we're gonna do some other upgrades too. But what I am convinced of is if we don't put that HVAC in, then we will never, ever know. That I am convinced of. We will never know what the full potential for our community, even things like emergency housing. Emergency. We can't do it without the AC and heat in there. We can't be a Red Cross place. But again, I don't want to get too in the weeds on it. What I am convinced of is, now is the time to ask and to challenge. $200,000 is what we believe the estimated, close to the estimate cost of the project that we're proposing. Some of that has to do with paint, flooring, the Reno Cafe, upstairs, but the big bulk of that is the gym HVAC system. Game changer. 50000 of that's already been given, so we're at one hundred and fifty away. Okay, that's awesome. What we're going to ask you to do For those of you who already give and tithe here, I'm gonna just say it this way. This is above and beyond that. I wanted to make sure that you know if you're doing that and you don't see any other way you can continue to go, I just want you to know this is above and beyond that, so pray that way. And if you can't, you can't. If God doesn't lead you to do it, you don't. But please don't take away from that other part. For some of you, you don't give here regularly. For some of you, you could help us get there real quick to that number. If we make it go over it and do some other things. But one thing I know I am not, I'm not a salesman. But I do believe being consistent over 10 years does buy me Something. We didn't just come and try to flip this place and move out. Ten years, I think, says we're not, we weren't trying to do that. And those who know me, you know why basketball is my favorite sport, and I wish that gymnasium had been the number one thing we did here, and we'd figure out the worship center later. But I had to put my wants on the side, okay? But we believe now is the time. Nine months, we're asking for pledges. Doesn't have to take you that long. You could write a check today if you wanted to. That's okay. You could write a check for all of them today. That's okay too. But I want you to know we hear you. If you're not there, you're not there. If you're giving, don't take this away from them. But you could really help us get where we need to get to. I believe this. We have all the money we need to renovate that gym. It's just in your pocket. <laughs> I didn't get any amens out of that. I should have got an amen out of it. That's what I believe. We need your help. We need to be a blessing. We need to be able to continue the DNA of who we are at renovation, and that gymnasium is a massive part of that. We need to be able to reach our community like we've never reached them before. To, and let me tell you how we do this real quick before, I get out of, before we get out of here. The ministries we let use, and we have many, the ministries we let use that gymnasium, if they don't charge, we don't charge. We have one ministry that uses it four times in one week. If they charge, like training, like academies, basketball training, if they charge, we charge. But it's still less. And we're working with some of those, and you saw last week when you were out in the gym, to help be part of that bridge for us. But one of the things we need to do is, is like I said, that 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 gymnasium, I believe, needs to reflect who we are everywhere else. And right now, it doesn't do that well. We need your help. We hope there's more nonprofits that we can help. Well, they can't afford to go rent a gym from a high school or from wherever, but we're here. Go looking around. Go drive around here in the next five miles from here and find any church that has a gymnasium. If you do find it, ask what they charge. Call the fitness centers. call Call the schools and see what they charge. Yeah, we have an opportunity to be a tremendous blessing to our community. Right. Unbelievable blessing. And we don't even know what all that is yet. But I am convinced, as I said earlier, we will never know fully what it could be until that's done. And prices are rising, so, and thank goodness we've done something, Brand Brandon's been working on that part of it, that were kind of frozen till the end of this month, and I'm not, this is not a, you know, just but we just kind of need to know where we are. And if you believe with us, that this is a huge opportunity. So two things today that I believe are distinctive for us. Uncommon, be looking forward. Be praying, be asking. Lord, is that something, does any of this, any one or all of these sound appealing to me? And I'm open to that. Two, that's time. Two, I really believe in what renovation is doing here. And we want to expand the opportunity to make room, to make room for those tent pegs to be kicked out further, and to make a difference. Not only, what I love about it, that gymnasium is, again, just a bridge. It's just a path to much greater things, and we have no idea where that could go if we lean into it. So I'm going to ask you to do this, to take this brochure with you. I'm sincerely asking you to pray over this I'm asking you to pray sincerely over it, baby. I'm sincerely asking. I'm asking you to pray sincerely. How about that? You may already know. That'd be great, and you can drop them in the offering box and just say, here it is. But over the next week or so, I would appreciate if you could to bring these back, drop them off next week, email us, whatever you want to do, mail it back. I don't think you can text it, but try it. We'll have it on on our website, and in the in the in the, uh, it'll go live as soon as we're over we're through here. Uh, cool looking screen that. You know, Josiah is a pretty smart guy. I don't know if y'all knew that. He took an old TV and made it to a touch screen this week. I thought it was pretty cool. Nothing I'd even try to do, but he made it. So there you go. But I appreciate him so much. Appreciate you. Can't do this without you week to week, month to month. Can't do it without you from volunteers to your gifts and graces to your giving. We do believe it's time to take one more step, the next step. I don't even think it's a big step financially. I think it's here. But it's a big step for us in living into the vision God has called us to live into on this property in Phoenix, Arizona. Amen? Amen. Won't you stand with us? I want to ask the team to come back up and we can close if they want to or they can play or they can sing you out of here. But uh, the way I got into, uh, really into church was through sports. That gymnasium could be such a tool. Uh, like I said that I just don't think we've even really dreamed about enough of what it could be and so uh, let me pray for us as we Lord we just come before you today knowing that at the end of the day it's just money concerning the gym Lord we know it's more than that it's belief it's sacrifice it's a commitment to seeing our church be everything you've called it to be and lord what's been so awesome over the years as we've preached here we don't know where all you're taking us but lord when you show us a piece of it when you make us responsible as stewards over it lord we wanted to be able to live into it to the fullest we can and lord we just believe right now is the time to step into those two things that really you've made us unique and given it to us, Lord. Lord, to help us right now as our folks will go this week, some will listen online later, some will find out next week, that they will pray sincerely about what their part can be specifically around the gymnasium and the renovation, Lord, the renovare, the That to restore back to, to give new life and vigor, Lord, as we know that term means to us. That's what we're asking. Lord, help us move the kingdom forward. We love you, Lord. Thank you for this time today. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to let them sing. You can either stick around and sing or you're dismissed. God bless you. Thank you for being here and have an uncommon week in his name.